Welcome to today's podcast, Wake Up To Your Wellbeing with Tip The Balance. These podcasts are for everything, everything health and wellbeing. So maybe you're wondering where to look for support on the next stage of your journey. You need to work out what those next steps are, but you just don't know where to start. Well, this series of podcasts showcase the amazing people that I work with as part of Tip The Balance Natural Nutrition and Wellbeing. We're here to help you find the right support for you. So I hope today's podcast really helps. Good morning. Well, I say good morning, but actually people could be watching this at any time during the day. It's an absolute pleasure to have Sarah and Chris with me on the call today. We are talking all things meditation. Hmm. So before we delve into that, let's just find out a little bit about you guys as human beings. You are, I've known you both for, it feels like ages. Um, and that's one of the things that I've loved about introducing my referral partners to people. They're people that I have strong relationships with, the people that I like, the people that I trust, and the people that I've worked with at a professional level, as well as kind of buddies in, in what we do. So um, it's brilliant to be able to show you guys off to showcase your amazing skills. But first of all, let's find out a little bit about you as people. So Sarah, ladies first, we're gonna start with you. Thank you, Becca. Yes, um, so I'm Sarah Presby. Um, I started um, meditation, I'll tell you about meditation first, because I had ME. So I was 26 when I was diagnosed with ME and I was told that it was pretty likely I was gonna be quite poorly for the rest of my life. Um, but I decided that I really well, I was determined to find some way of getting better. I delved into lots of different holistic treatments, but I also read lots of books and it was a book on Buddhism that um, first of all introduced me to meditation. Now I had this assumption it was all going to be like this. Um, and, uh, and it was a little bit like that as well when I first started reading about it. But I was introduced to the fact that you could repeat a word and um, with everything being in a constant state of vibration, you could become the meaning of that word in some way. And that was what started me off. I started thinking, well, what would I like to be? And I wanted to be happy, healthy and strong. And that was what I focused on, kept focused on those words. And that's eventually about two years later, I became happy, healthy, strong. Um, and since then, I have been supporting people uh, going through tough times in their life because that was what I felt really inspired to do trained as a holistic therapist, um, trained in Reiki, and I kept getting people asking me to teach them to meditate. But because I hadn't been formally trained, I wasn't really sure where to start with that. Um, and eventually, it took me a little while, but I eventually decided to train with the British School of Meditation. And that in itself has been quite life-changing for me, um, because not only was I going out and supporting people in schools and in the community to learn to meditate, but a year after I was approached by the British School of Meditation to ask me if I wanted to be one of their trainers. And so for the last six years, I've been training people to be meditation teachers. So that's where I am at the moment. Um, but in my personal life, I, um, I've been in bands. I love um, gardening. I love doing things that are creative. I've got a husband, uh, two kids and a rescue dog. And, um, you know, quite a busy life, you know, not like anyone else's life. Life is life is busy, you know, with lots of things being thrown at it. But all the way through, I've got meditation weaves through my daily life that just helps me to keep spinning the plates, but feeling more of a sense of calmness and 
peacefulness as I do you know I'm more able to to access those feelings yeah that's that's brilliant and and talking of the busy life we're now going to move to Chris because there might be some common themes here there might be a common theme yeah which is why meditations come in handy in my life as well to be honest with you um so yeah so my name is Chris Stanley um and I'm a spiritual catalyst life coach um why do I do what I do really you know it's, it's like I said you know following on from what Sarah says about being a busy life you know I've got eight kids eight wonderful kids um and a beautiful wife and yeah and a, a busy business so it's you know meditation's paid played a massive part of what I did in my life as well so it's helped me to kind of you know stay grounded you know be connected to myself as you know as a human with my soul with with mother nature as well so and in turn, you know, it's helped me, you know, be intuitive, authentic, caring, supportive, compassionate, all of those kind of things. So, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell, really. It's busy, but it's just using that meditation alongside it as well, just to weaving it through every every element of life. And we're gonna we're gonna pick up on that a little bit later because yeah. this is an interesting place to start. You know, when we look at actually what what is meditation, I know that for a lot of people are gonna be, oh, I haven't got time for that. I'm, 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 bu- I'm busy I can't sit there oh, like Sarah said I can't sit there omen for half an hour every morning you know I can't I can't there's already those those sort of stoppers about it's you know it's something that you're going to spend loads of time over and everything's got to slow down all that kind of stuff so how would you describe what what meditation is or maybe it's easier to say how would you describe what meditation isn't should we do the what it isn't first? Yeah, I knew you'd like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Either that's not that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. You don't have to be able to silence your mind. That's not the point. So a lot of people say, oh, I can't silence my mind. I can't meditate. And meditation isn't about silencing the mind. Um, meditation is about, um, is a practice. And you can use um, the breath or a word or something visual as a focused concentration. And what you're aware of is when your mind has wandered onto other things and when you realize you bring it back. So your thinking is actually kind of part of it in a way because that's part, that is the art of meditation is the noticing. So yeah, it's not about silencing your mind, I think, first and foremost. You often describe, don't you, on a, on, a, on, a Friday, on a Friday morning when we do meditation, it's often, you know, the first one that we do, the breath meditation, something to just bring us into the room and into ourselves. One of the first questions that Sarah will ask is, chatty mind this morning, ladies? Like, you know, because, <laughs> because it quite often is. And I know, Chris, when we've done meditation before, you, you'll ask those same kind of questions. And it's, you know, for both of you, do you feel that permission for people to, to have that chatty mind? And your support of what to do with those thoughts. How do you how do you support people with that that struggle that they might be thinking they're doing it wrong? Well, firstly, I mean, I would say you know, like I totally agree with Sarah. You know, it's not about fighting those thoughts. It should be kind of an effortless practice that you're doing. You know, just allowing those thoughts to to flow freely, if that makes sense. You know, and using those thoughts as well to process information that's gone on. Um, but you know, it's. I've forgotten what the question was, maybe, to be honest with you, yeah. How do you support people? So, so, yeah. I've heard analogies like popping, you know, put like put your thought on a cloud and just let it float off and, and or put your thought on a leaf that's that's flowing by in a stream. You know, it, it's a very, we don't want to stop in a, in a particular kind of time, do we? And 
And interestingly, Chris, when you talk then about um, allowing us to process things, we can talk, can't we, about meditating on something. So what, how would you define when you meditate on something? Well, there's no right way or wrong way to, to, to define that. That's the thing, you know, there's no right or wrong way that you should be meditating on anything, if that makes sense. So it's just going, I, I, for me, it's, it's allowing you to go with the flow. And if you feel like you need to meditate on something, go with it. But if you feel like, you know, you're starting to meditate on something and then it's going off on something different, you know, don't force yourself to stay on that one thing. Yeah. So it's keeping within the flow. And that's what I would say. That's what I would say. You know, I don't know what Sarah's thoughts are on that, but you know, it's, it's that for me, energy based and flowing is, is, is really key. Yeah. How, how do you describe it, Sarah? It's like not, not, not entertaining or. I think. Yeah. I think because this is where mindfulness comes in is that you, um, you learn not to identify so much with, with your thoughts you learn to create space between what's happening so you learn how to um, be less reactive to what's going on so a thought can be interesting oh how interesting I just thought that oh how curious um, rather than absolutely engaging with the stress of the thought and I think that that's the sort of difference yeah you know you can meditate on a particular you know stay with it that, that's one of the most important things is to realize that rather than trying to push something away which ends up inevitably keep coming back sometimes say for instance you've got pain in your body go to it and just be with it for a little while and what will happen is but that inquiry minds that that observation minds that you get through mindfulness will often help you to dissolve that stress of the pain um, and able then to go back to the focus a lot a lot easier so yeah I kind of agree it's kind of um, going with it rather than trying to force yourself against it yeah, yeah. So, so that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so when you, you mentioned earlier, Sarah, your initial apprehensions of sort of sitting there oming and, you know, that kind of thing, but we, we do chant sometimes on a Friday morning in meditation class, don't we? And yeah, and it's wonderful. If you do do it. And if that is part of your meditation practice, why, why is, why is that part of meditation? What's the, I know both of you are going to go straight into an energetic kind of vibrational place with this and, and this is cool for me as a scientist I'm like oh I get that <laughs> so so what's the chanting all about and what does that add to meditation if someone's comfortable doing it yeah I mean I don't bring this in at beginners because I think you know very much of beginners is like a secular way of learning a life skill you know so this is something that further down the line if you want to explore a lot more a lot of the roots um, of meditation do go back to chanting so you're you're chanting um sort of meaningless words in a way. They, they are Sanskrit words and they're, they're words from thousands of years ago, but you chant them in order to, you know, reach that vibration. And they're incredible. What they're chanting is really good at is cutting out the chatter of the mind because your focus is filled on something else instead. So they're really, really good for, for bringing down the brain chatter. But at the same time, um, they are really good for opening up um, the energy around our communication, you know, and, um, and helping to really free that up. Mm. So I tend to find a lot of people that really engage with chanting meditation start feeling that they communicate better with themselves and communicate better with people in their lives. So yeah, it can really help. But chanting as well is really, really calming for the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, our sympathetic state is our, our stress state. Um, so chanting itself can actually unlock that so we can feel much calmer. 
So um, chanting, like humming um, and eyeing in particular have been used with people in trauma, you know, in order to unlock and release trauma. But I, I think it's a great stress reliever, in all honesty. Yeah. yeah. And does it, you know, from, a, from an energetic point of view, is that also about helping the energy flow through the chakras and really kind of aligning every energy centre in your body? Because Absolutely. the chakras vibrate at a different at different yeah different vibrations we've got lower ones and higher ones so yeah there's ones there's there's but uh chanting that you can do that are specifically for that but yeah um it, it's engaging um all the systems really of the body you know that's what you're doing with with the, the chanting we've got our gut brain we've got our head brain we've got a heart brain as well yeah so a lot of this is aligning all three you know getting all that communication going but by the same token it's, it's something that you can listen to as well. So, you know, people are sort of a bit self-conscious. The entry level could be just listening to it. And I think, Becca, you know, that in itself is really powerful, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I want to come back to sound meditation in a minute. But before before I do that, there's so many things that are pinging around my head. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, Chris, you, I know that you do a lot of guided meditation, not that Sarah doesn't, but you do a lot of guided meditation work. Yeah. And I think that's something that, that initially people can be quite apprehensive about because it's a little bit like, well, hang on, if I'm in that meditative state, where are you guiding me? And, and like, what if I'm not happy with where you're guiding me? But guided meditation is actually about, often it's about a journey and questions, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like, the, yeah, like you just said, it's a journey of questions, but it's also that um, it's kind of inquiring within, if that makes sense. So, those questions that we ask may not necessarily, you know, in the journey that we take you on, you may not necessarily follow, if that makes sense. So it's before we get into any guided meditations, we, you know, we we make you aware that you can, you know, you don't have to follow our path or our, our guided meditation. So, you know, you could be following your own or visualizing your own garden then, so to speak, mm -hmm. rather than what we're, you know, what we're telling you to visualize. Yeah. So and that's again, the thing about a good guided meditation, isn't it? It's a kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of, not even the power of suggestion but I'm going to ask you where you are I'm going to ask you what you see what you feel because that's that very fine difference isn't it so we, we were talking about this before about the difference between a guided meditation and then someone being almost drawn into a um hypnosis, like hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's there's in meditation there's specific words we don't use for that reason because it's not hypnosis so yeah, with guided visualizations, it's really important that the person um, that is listening has full freedom to create whatever they want to and need to within that yeah. experience. So as, as Chris said, they, they yeah. are imagining their own garden. You're not saying there's yeah. a green bench, yeah. a red leaf tree, you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff, because that's very suggestive then, isn't it? Yeah, and not a nice experience as well, because it's so closed. It's a very close yeah. experience. Yeah. And it's a beautiful yeah. experience guiding meditation because you are suddenly switching on all of your senses and you, it is a kind of, a, you quieten that chatter by thinking, oh, what's that? And what can I see? And what can I smell? And really activating every sense in your body is a, is a really beautiful experience. Yeah. So, and, I, so I, and I would say, just to add, like the guided meditation, I would say that, you know, it's ideal for beginners to get started. It really kind of helps you give well it gives you that focus you know and then you can start adapting it as you go go on your meditation journeys yourself you know yeah like you said you know we would suggest that you know yes you've got a garden and it's you know you've got flowers and just to get that idea there mm -hmm. and then you can create your own kind of safe space within that and it very much is a um the whole meditation practice really is a journey in itself isn't it because you know we start with the breath meditation of things that are very 
was gonna say simple, but a simple yeah. concept, but again, it takes practice. And then body scanning and being aware of, is my knee a bit crunchy today, as Sarah said earlier, or, you know, what's, my, what's going on with my back there? Well, that's a little bit sore, but I'm not gonna kind of go into the, well, it must be because of this. And then you did that. And actually, if they hadn't asked you to do that in the first place, you wouldn't have had to have a bad back today. Oh, I can't, you know, we just don't go there with it. But it's, it really is a step-by-step process, isn't it? And you, you build up your skills over time. Yeah, yeah, because you get a lot of people say, oh, I tried it, I didn't get on with it. And, you know, it's a bit like saying, well, I picked up the violin and I couldn't play, you know, <laughs> a, a great tune. Yeah. It's, it's something that cultivates over time. Meditation is a practice, yeah. you know, it is a practice to be able to show up and be present. Mm-hmm. And that, that takes time to cultivate. And even, you know, I've been meditating 20 years or whatever. Um, I still have chatty minds. But what you grow with is your ability um, and your compassion for yourself to be okay with those things. You know, that's what grows. And so, yeah, there's foundations for the practice. Um, I go, you know, just to add as well, um, not everybody can visualize. One in 50 people can't visualize. I'm one of them. But it can still be a really lovely immersive experience, even if you can't picture something um and um but yeah sometimes there's barriers as well maybe somebody's tried a guided visualization and couldn't picture something and just went oh well I can't do it then you know um and and felt that they they've done something wrong so you know it's important I think to have lots of variety of different meditations that to help people find their best fit now this leads really nicely on to if someone is looking for like their gateway into meditation you know we've got um the Calm app and there's Insight Timer and there's um, Headspace and all sorts of things that they can find for their their smartphone, all of which have their relative merits. But, you know, we talked briefly about about chant meditations and and we talked about guided um, visualization and that sort of stuff. I can't see in a guided visualization, but if you ask me the questions, I could tell you, you know, I could describe everything about it. And it is really important that we kind of understand how our brains and our senses work, isn't it? But if you're trying to find the right kind of meditation for you, you know, whether that be a teacher or or that kind of thing, that perseverance is really important. Right. Because it's easy to find the things that don't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do a sound meditation on a, on a Friday morning, Chris. Right. And um, it's a beautiful. So first off, I have to get over the fact that it's it's a piece of music that um, it is by a a, a group of, of um, musicians and, and they're, they're titled Enema. So first off, I've got like get a small giggle out of the way just from that, which is very immature and I apologize. <laughs> but then this beautiful sound meditation starts and it's as if it's in a forest glade. So I feel really, really comfortable, green space outside, you know, kind of thing. And I can hear crickets and I can hear birds singing and it's absolutely beautiful. Sarah, I'm sure you know the one that I'm on about because <laughs> she looks for my reaction <laughs> every time. <laughs> And then this twanging noise starts. And I am, it's a, like, I, I'm straight back in the classroom and my class are trying to work and someone is making a really irritating noise. And I want to say to them, do you not realize what everybody else is doing here? Shh, keep that noise to yourself, stop doing that. And it re- I'm really resistant to that one particular bit. Then other sounds come in and it dies down and it, you know, it all blends beautifully. But if we don't have the right sounds or even the right voice for someone that's doing a meditation, 
that can just ruin it straight away, can't it? Yeah, because I mean, the whole point of that is that beforehand we have a conversation to say this could be quite provocative and there could be things that could be annoying and frustrating and, you know, within this piece of music. And you might be in a place where you're like, oh, this is lovely and then it will change. But the whole point of this is an exercise to see how you respond to that change or, yeah. you know, and, and, and what it brings for you because it will become to little bits in the memory of where have I experienced something like this before and it will pop that up. So I would never do that kind of meditation with a beginner. Yeah. You know, I, this is something that is further down the line when they've got experience and roots down in their, you know, in, in their, uh, with their meditation practice before I bring that in, you know. It's definitely um, so taken yeah. me a few attempts at that. And I love that visualization now because I know it's coming and it almost sort of tickles me when I get there. It's like, it's Mr. Twangy again, he'll <laughs> pipe down in a minute. <laughs> But even, even, you know, even if someone just like clicked onto their smartphone, onto their app store or Android options are available um, and, uh, and found, you know, an app that they could use for, for meditation, you know, or, or onto YouTube even to find, to find a meditation, you, you even need to find the right voice, don't you? The right, the right someone to listen to. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the key things, isn't it? Is the voice, you know, who you who you're listening to, and you know, does that voice irritate you? And do you like the voice? You know, do you like the accent of that voice? And all those kind of things, it you know, it plays a massive part in it. You need to feel that safety and that comfort whilst you're in that space. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you know, voice tone, everything is 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 kind of key when you're you're looking for kind of to do a meditation, whether it's guided, whether it's transcend or whether it's whatever. Um, it's a different realization of the kind of layers of our consciousness, I guess, isn't it? You know, we don't necessarily put ourselves in a situation where we think about all these layers before because we don't exactly live in a silent world anyway. So we're used to noise coming at us all the time, but we've gone to this place where we want that peace and we want that calm. And then suddenly it's like, wow, your voice is irritating. Or, yeah. you know, I, I, what is that wailing in the background? You know, that's not working for me or I love whatever that is. Uh, you know, is it a singing bowl I can hear? Is it the, are they Tibetan bells, the ones that George picked up in your room, Sarah? Yeah. 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 You know, and you suddenly realize the layers of consciousness, the layers on which you can think actually all at the same time, you can just let these things come and go. Yeah. Interestingly, Chris, what, what's it like as a bloke working in this space? Um, I, to be honest with you, I haven't come across any challenges with it at all um personally you know I'm not, i know people that have had challenges you know working with you know because generally speaking you would think it's quite a feminine practice but you know it, in actual fact it isn't you know you go back to like the monks and all of those you know and you know back that far you know it's it's kind of it's a practice for everyone so i haven't come across any challenges um and all the people that i've worked with have haven't really kind of said that they don't like it or yeah. you know that they don't do it they, a lot of them carry on and do it so yeah I, I, I haven't got nothing to compare it to because I, no, I it's just across. something that popped into my head so, so Sarah when you're taking people through the process right from that beginner stage you know right the way through to people that have been meditating for years and years and years I guess part of that journey must be helping them to acknowledge these things yeah and, and accept it and as you say being that bit patient yeah I, I love what Chris says about feeling safe 
And I think that really encompasses about um, when you choose the right person for you, you're going on a you're, you're going on a journey with them, you know, whether that is just for a beginner's part of a journey or whether that is a journey that extends to a few years. You're going with someone that helps you to feel safe, to be able to, um, uh, you know, do those sound meditations, put you outside sometimes your comfort zone in order to be able to see uh, what comes up for you you know in a safe way so I think that is um you know really I think he really touched on that and I think Chris will probably find that there's no issue whatsoever with anyone with him being a man because he creates that safe space so I really think that's great that he touched on that and and it, it, is about, it is about that trusted partner in the process isn't it yeah. because you know there are times when when meditation can be an extremely emotionally stirring experience you know I I've had meditations where by the time it comes to opening your eyes, there are tears pouring down my face and I don't necessarily know why, but at some point in that process, there has been a shift. There's been some sort of energetic release and you know, not even like the floodgates have opened. It's just, my face is leaking a bit. Yeah. But it was a kind of actually what a love, you know, something just needed to move there. Something just needed to, to shift. And, and as you, as you both say that, that trusted practitioner, that safe place is, is what it's all about, isn't it? So I, so taking the time to find the right thing for you, you know, it could well be some people, the app is perfect because they can do it on the go or whatever. Headspace is a great app. It really is a great app for a beginner, you know, and um, everything that you can get from there, I'm not going to deny it is a fantastic app, mm -hmm. but like with anything, you've got to go with what feels right for you. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, personally teachers that you know physical presence can be really beneficial too you know just knowing that 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 you're being held within that space um you know tears are not um tears will will or can happen they're not like something that will happen every single meditation but I think you kind of you almost said it was like a lovely feeling you know it can be hard and painful you know but there's a relief afterwards because there's a release you've honored and respected something that was within you yeah. you know and that might have been a little bit of pain or you know but to release mm -hmm. but afterwards there's that relief and there's that calmness that comes from that's no longer being held and contained within, within you it feels a lot better and as often or if not more often there'll be something that tickles you that sort yeah. of, you know, actually might make you giggle or it you will just have a beautiful smile on your face because you're in a you're you're, you're being taken to a a place of tranquility of calm of peace and I think when you're when you're trying to find some of that in life finding yourself there treating yourself well be it a loving kindness meditation or you know whatever it is that you know there are there are so many more smiles in a, in a meditation practice anyway aren't there but it's, yeah and we have co we have comedy minds as well yeah. you know our, our visualizations can sometimes turn into the greatest comedies yeah <laughs> you know, your energetic shifts are happening and and you know, yeah, coughing fit, sneezing, all sorts of everything's catered for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's look at the practice itself then. It, you know, ha, I'm loath to say how or when are we supposed to do it because supposed is such a ridiculous word, isn't it? So, so both of you weave meditation into your everyday lives. And Sarah, you have the structure obviously of, of the classes. Yeah. And, and Chris, you have the courses that you take people through as well. Yeah. But taking you out of the teacher mode a minute and you as a meditator, how would you advocate, you know, 
doing it there is no supposed to I guess as the first thing to say but you know what what would your advice be well, firstly, there's no right or wrong times then you should be doing it. It's whenever you feel, I would say, don't put that pressure on yourself to do it every single day if you don't feel you need to. Mm-hmm. So again, going with the flow, going with what you're feeling. If you wake up in the morning and think, do you know what, I need to do a meditation this morning or I kind of need to change my my mood or, um, you know, I need to kind of uplift myself a little bit, then, then do it, you know, but don't make it a kind of a routine where, it's a chore if that makes sense mm-hmm. because you're not going to enjoy it you're not going to sit in that space you're not going to get the benefit out of it mm-hmm. um so yeah definitely go with the flow for me um you know it, it really kind of helps so some days i'll do it some days i won't but then other days i'll be halfway through my day and think you know what? i've got 10 minutes to spare i'll just sit just sit quietly for a minute and just sit in the space so that's a really important point as well isn't it 10 minutes of gold like that yeah, yeah. To literally soak into your soul is as valuable as an hour that you've set aside to do, you know, a, listen to a, an app or listen to a particular thing. Sarah, do you always do it at the same time? I never used to. I mean, I've experimented with different parts of the day um, over the years. Um, it has become something now that is a morning practice for me and it is something as an everyday thing for me. Because I, I love it so much. I love how it makes me feel. I love how it helps me to navigate life. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to keep with it. I want to keep, you know, feeling that feeling. So mine is, a, you know, get up in the morning and I sit on the mat and off I go. But one of the things I would say for people who say, oh, I haven't got the time, um, is you are, you can be much more effective with your time when you do meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're less likely to be procrastinating. And you can have so much more um, more concentration and focus. So, you know, to me, it's kind of, if you can't fit it in, will you need it more? <laughs> you know, that's the way I kind of look at it, really. And it doesn't have to be a long practice. You know, five conscious breaths taken throughout the day can reset the body in so many amazing ways. You know, just five conscious breaths can be incredible. So even as small as that, or taking some mindfulness moments out of the day, you know, to just washing your hands, you know, just for a moment, be aware of the water on your skin and the soap on your skin as you as you wash your hands is creating a mindfulness moment, which can really have huge benefits of taking you out of a stressful situation for a while. So, yeah, it's, it doesn't have to be a long practice. Mine's a long practice now, but I've been doing it years mm. and I really reap the benefits of it. But you can really start off small. It doesn't have to be really time consuming. Yeah. And Chris, you weave it into your life in that journaling is a big part of your life, isn't it? And that sort of, you know, intention setting for the day and reflective journaling at night and all those kind of things. So for you, meditation is actually part of that whole process, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I I mean, I use a lot of visualisation. So like Sarah said, you know, a lot of people can't visualise, which which is a shame, really, because, you know, this is such a powerful kind of practice that you can get into. So I suppose, yeah, visualization and meditation, I, I, I do the visualization every day, but I suppose it is kind of like a kind of a meditative state then really, so to speak, you know, just attaching those emotions to everything. But yeah, it's, um, it is, yeah, journaling. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love journaling. Just a way of processing all of those thoughts throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people go on, you know, journaling meditations as well. So it's, it's, whatever, it's whatever suits you and whatever fits right for you at the time, you know. And acknowledging that that actually this whole practice will go from those mindful moments of, you know, while the kettle is boiling, just watching how the steam rises from it or, 
you know how how when you pour the hot water into your mug how the tea infuses from the tea bag you know it's, it's about i'm just bringing my thoughts to this moment and and everything else just you know is just pushed out of my head for a little while um or, or i'm keeping it on the outside without having to feel like i'm forcing it out like a force field yeah. it's just i'm bringing my thoughts into this moment it goes from that to you know the hour-long meditation on the mat or you know a yoga nidra session or, or something that's almost Im, you know immersive in, in in that longer sense and we we were we were born as mindful beings you know you look at tiny like little babies when they start sitting up and they first experience a breeze on their face it's something beautiful to behold you know and you watch the that kind of inquiring face of like what's just happened as it runs you know goes through their hair and you know, and, and then as toddlers, we are picking things up and examining them and we're saying, looking at the colour and we're looking at the shape and we're, what does that feel like in my mouth? What does it feel like if I make this sound with it? You know, that's what we were. And so the practice helps us to go back to that, that experience again, mm. you know, to take us out really of those crowded thoughts for a while, just to give us a little break. I mean, years ago, I used to love standing at bus stops you know, before phones and all that, and just watching the world go by. And yet we almost feel like we can't do those things anymore, that we've got to fill it with something, you yeah. know? And it's like a false connection in a way, whereas actually mindfulness gives us a very pure connection, you know, with, with what's around us, with nature, with, with, you know, eye contact with people. It's so, an incredible yeah. combination, isn't it, of making space and reconnecting at yeah. the same time but we have to make space from the fuzzy busyness yeah reconnect with the you know be it mother earth the calm around us the sky the birds the sea you know whatever it is and, and that whole people watching thing is absolutely right isn't it just letting your thoughts float off watching the world go by even just saying that watching the world go by it just makes it sound like life has slowed down enough for five minutes yeah and i um, think that we lost that somewhere, you know, and technology is great. It really is. But it's it's almost like, like I said, we falsely feel we're connected all the time if we're, we're on our smartphones. Yeah. But really, you know, we want to plug into to beyond that, plug into nature, plug into, you know, seeing somebody smile because we miss things like that now. Yeah, we're so exactly. busy looking at it. Yeah. 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 So, so there's no kind of gold seal of the way that we're supposed to do this and building it into life as a as a as a manageable thing is is really important if we're going to adopt it as as a regular practice um this is probably a question about like how long is a piece of string but you know when you, when you take it back Sarah to talking about babies and mindfulness that that's really interesting because how soon do you think people can feel the benefit of of meditation in a first session absolutely you know people often come to the classes really anxious and the relief in the room is is palpable you know they really can feel such a difference within that that you know the first hour of their of the class they all of a sudden they can see that there's a skill that is going to change their life in some way and mm -hmm. i guess chris when people plug into those calls with you it's it's is it easy i guess to associate you guys in those moments, that that course, that class, that call, that's when I find my calm and that's when I do my meditation. And, and initially, I guess it can be like that, but but as we get more experienced, you know, it percolates into everyday life a bit more, doesn't it? And we, we feel braver to, 
to bring those things in when you're not in front of us going close your eyes mm. you know and and let's just come into our bodies and again yeah. it's that journey isn't it yeah yeah and i think you know like at the moment i think people are you know diving into it a lot more because it's online they're feeling safe in their own space as well mm-hmm. you know which is which is kind of a, a bit of an added benefit for covid but you know um so yeah hopefully you know people will start going back to the we'll go back to the classroom once they've experienced something online where they're feeling safe and comfortable and they've got used to that that kind of that idea and then yeah take it forward so yeah fingers crossed so both of you work in a you you mentioned sort of classroom environment both of you work in a in a a person-to-person environment when obviously covid allows us to do that um but what you know what how else can people work with you guys sarah Oh, sorry, I was waiting for you to <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know, I have been running um, beginners meditation classes online. Um, so that can be held through Zoom. Um, for more experienced meditators, I offer um, something called meditation in your own home, which is an hour video. But it, it, there has to be um, some kind of meditation experience beforehand with those. Um, and they can be watched as, as much as you like um, over a couple of weeks, which is which has been, I think, for people who used to come to in-person classes, they find that to be the next best thing, you know, of mm-hmm. having control over when they watch it, how they watch it, and how they engage with it. It's been really, really cool. Um, and then um, I have some beginners videos on YouTube as well, um, so that if you want to kind of dip a toe into it to just see what it, it feels like. And these are really designed, um, you know, to, as, as a bit of hand-holding to just take that, that first step. Because I think what you were saying, you know, Becca, about um, after a while you feel brave enough to do bits on your own. Yeah, I mean, what Chris and I do, I believe at the beginning is just some hand-holding mm-hmm. and just reassurance, um, creating that safe space to eventually, you know, the, to- the toddler grows and off they go, supporting themselves, you know, which is, to me, is the the my aim is to help people feel they can do this on their own yeah but yeah that it we're limited to what we can do and I do miss the in-person but it is also great with zoom that you still can make that connection with people yeah, yeah. And when you do your sessions they are they are mixed up aren't they a real mixed bag of different flavors and kinds yeah. of of meditation to really give a give a whole range of experiences yeah because um you know we don't all wear the same shoes you know so we're not going to all like the same thing so there's variety to help everybody find their best fit so you know that's the that's one of the ways that I've designed the beginners course is to help people find their best fit but inevitably also with experience you know your brain changes based on experience and so what will sometimes happen there could be a meditation that you go at the beginning or that's not for me but later on down the line, you go, oh, I really like this now. Growing into it. Yeah, and that's what's great. And that's what's really good about the variety, you know. And, and sometimes how we feel when we wake up in the morning, you know, that, that it's lovely to have that choice. And, you know, oh, I'm in, a, I'm in a breath meditation mood today. Or another day, oh, I'm in a mantra mood today. You know, or I'm, I think I, I would like to do some love and kindness because I think I need to extend a bit of compassion to myself. And I just love to, you know, a bit like listening to music, isn't it? You know, you pick the music that feels will serve your soul for that day. Yeah. You know, so that that's important to me that there is that variety. 
yeah and and chris when you're doing your sessions which are kind of online at the moment aren't they um you yeah, had those work because you do a mixture of group stuff and sort of i was going to say one-to-one stuff with quite a spiritual element to it as well yeah yeah so the, i mean the, the like the, the group stuff which which all happens within the transformation tribe um so they get like a live monthly um meditation session which is a kind of mix uh, like a mixed bag of meditations again you know like one size doesn't fit all like sarah said you know some people resonate with one some won't and so it's really good to kind of keep that mixture there mm. but they've got access to um pre-recorded meditations within that group as well which they can kind of dip into as much as they want when they want as well so you know it's a, it's kind of yeah it's but it's not just meditations within there if that makes sense it's not it's just life coaching as well so they're getting kind of a whole range of services within that um but then on the on the kind of the the other side of it i do the one-to-one sessions which are bespoke they're not um they're not pre-recorded they are intuitively led for that particular client um now that could be any journey that they want to go on you know it could be um it could be inner child it could be um you know just just a general healing one it could be healing the chakras it could be anything you know anything around um that client what they're needing right at this time but again that, that relationship that you have with them as a, as a coachee i guess isn't it knowing for the conversations you've had what what feels right yeah and I, and I think you know bringing in the psychic and mediumship into it as well you can really help connect even further with with your client as well and get guidance from um from the spirit world on it as well from your guides and from their guides so it's like i said it's, it's very intuitive led and in, you know what they need at this moment in time it might be that they come in for like an inner child meditation then for example or that's what they think they need but it might start off with that but go into something else so it's it's going with the flow that's all i say is going with the flow it's yeah. you know it's, we don't know where it's going to go until we've until you we, start that journey and, until and start we start and then yeah yeah so it's interesting isn't it that even within you both working within the same field the way that you do that the way that you deliver that the other elements of your skills as holistic practitioners that you bring in are different. And, and that's really important because we've, we've said, you know, people can work with you guys online. They can get in touch with you and we're going to put all the contact details next to this video and with the podcast so that they can tap into the, the opportunities that you guys offer. But if they were, if they were in that place where it was like, no, I want to, I want to do this in person. I'm nowhere near Chris. I'm nowhere near Sarah. I need to find someone who's local to me and this is something that you know we've we all three of us have spoken about before and being quite hot on choosing the right people and knowing having spoken about trust and and that safe space knowing that that person is is the right person that they know what they're doing they're not going to lead me down that path i was apprehensive about before so you know what if someone's looking for someone local to them you know what what do they need to be looking for and what do they need to be watching out for i think it's i mean it is about making a connection with that person you know and and so i would do some research um i mean with the people that i train to be meditation teachers they're externally accredited and they've gone through quite a vigorous um quite an intense sort of um you know process to become meditation teachers and they've displayed um you know qualities that, that mean that they, um, you know, that they, they've actually proven that they can hold a group, you know, hold hold the space. Um, and, you know, so 
from my point of view, I would definitely recommend our register that we got, which is a British School of Meditation um, members register. The people that are signed up to that as well are accountable. They've signed that up to a code of practice, a code of ethics, which make them accountable, you know? So, you know, you, to me, you're, when you're reaching out um, to somebody on that register, you know that they are trained to a high standard and they're accountable for whatever they do as well. And I think that creates a safety within that. And the great thing, there's a postcode search. You can put in a, the postcode and it will then, you know, yeah. connect you with all the people in your, your area, which is really good. Yeah. And that training, Chris, is years of experience, isn't it, to, to sort of work in this field. It's layer upon layer of, of understanding and, and un understanding your connections and how, how, how to use them responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's never ending. We're always learning. We're always kind of constantly growing and evolving. So, yeah, you know, I've been doing it, what, 18, 19 years now. I started my, my journey started when I was in spiritual development. So um, starting in spiritualist churches, you know, sitting into circles. So that's kind of where my journey started in meditation. And it just grown from there. And yeah, and it's, you know, it's like I said, you know, when I first started, it was, you know, it's probably like two, three minutes a day kind of thing. And because that was kind of enough for me and it's just grown from there so yeah it's it's just a, a journey yeah and talking about things growing from there yeah. Chris what what exciting things are happening for seven chakras at the moment and and what's 2021 obviously apart from lockdown breaking that <laughs> lockdown party what's, what's it bringing what um what exciting things are, are coming up for you guys um well, the, the Transformation Tribe is going to be growing even further. So, I mean, there's going to be more events that we're putting on, like workshops um, to, to build the tribe. Um, and there's also, um, we're building the website at the moment to incorporate um, a section where you can actually go and purchase guided meditations as well for, you know, like the beginners ones, not, not really in-depth or bespoke ones, but just general kind of ground cleanse, protect meditations and stuff like that, that you can use on a daily basis you know that's, that's what people are needing at the moment but you know i mean the grand cleanse protect if anyone wants a copy of it you know just give us a message you know we're we're, we're bringing it across an email to you because it's it's really kind of it's helped me in my life and i find it's helped even just my spiritual development students just on their daily path as well it's helped them massively as well so it's something you can use daily when you want when you want as much as you want as well so it's so really building that resource bank into the into the website at the moment. Exciting things coming up. And yeah, yeah. Sarah, lots of teaching going on at the moment. But also, I noticed something the other day um, with some small people. Oh yeah, well this was actually training meditation teachers um, and helping them develop their skills in teaching children. So um, again, we're part of the British School of uh, Meditation. Once you qualify, it's not by. We're interested in continuous development. So. Yeah, I had oh, loads of um, graduates on a, on a Zoom course the other day, which was just helping them to feel more confident about what they need to do when they, they work with children, um, you know, and, and just giving them the know-how and, and, and getting them asking the right questions and going to the right areas to do their research, you know, when they, when they put their, their courses together and, you know, developing relationships with schools and things like that, which is, yeah, yeah which is and amazing. There are many strands, aren't there, to, to your business that are all sort of coming together yeah. in 2021? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount of meditation teacher trainers doubled last year um, through the pandemic, and it, you know, we're still seeing that this year. So the amount of courses that I, that I now provide have doubled, um, you know, in, in a year period, which is, 
been incredible. So there obviously is much more demand out there for people needing to access that. So I still see that growing over this year. Um, and I've been training to be a Kundalini yoga teacher because I love breath work, which it combines. It combines mantra, my first love of meditation and chanting, um, chakra work, energy work and movement as well. Um, so you're probably going to see me chanting a lot more on videos and things <laughs> over the coming year, which which is great. So, you know, there, it, it's you know, what, what I want to keep doing is creating this variety from beginners to more experienced people, you know, to for there to be access to just experience things and just see what they feel like. Again, you know, trying different things on to find in the best fit. So, yeah, that's that's where it's going to be growing. Awesome. And I think that is the perfect line almost to finish on. It is like trying things on and, and finding what fits for you, because you've both said several times, no one size fits all. There are not strict rules about this. It's about being open to it and about growing with it, growing with it, growing with you. You know, it's, it's a transformation process, certainly, isn't it? So try, see what fits, see what feels comfortable. And, and Chris's favourite line, going with the flow. Yeah going with the flow absolutely guys it's been amazing to spend time with you i feel like we could just talk about this stuff for hours because we just get drawn into the world don't we but <laughs> thanks so much for your time thank you enormously for supporting our clients you know some of them you know work with you through me some of them you probably don't realize but but being being part of the tip the balance tribe is amazing being part of that hub of of referral partners supporting each other as well is fab um and and i love that respect and admiration that you have for each other working in the same world we work in a really competitive or we exist in a really competitive world so much but i've loved these collaborations and i've loved the way that that my partners work together and bounce off each other too so it's been brilliant to get you on a call together today no thank you ben yeah thank you very much thank you nice to see you see you guys soon take care bye <laughs>